0: Six Pack Chats, episode five. Let's get it.
1: Ah, ah. What you sipping on?
0: <laughs> what you
1: drinking on, bro? Well, today I got a little cock-a-doodle brews. Mm. A hippie chick country cream Indian pale ale. Straight what? out of Lone Jack Mo. Okay, what's the brewery called? Cock-a-doodle Brews happy chick. Let me see. Here. Okay. Yeah. Mm. www.doodlebrews.com.
0: Okay, I'm into it, man. So here's the thing. Established 1997. Before we started this, I was like, oh man, having a brewery sounds like it's crazy hard. And it seems like it's unattainable. Evidently, it's pretty easy to have a brewery. You just got to have a
1: bunch of drunk friends
0: <laughs> to buy your beer.
1: A drinker,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exactly. I'm drinking a Stockyards Brewing Company, Cerveza Royale, Mexican Ooh. style lager, um, proudly brewed in Kansas City. I'm pretty sure this is in Martin City, brewed and packaged by Stockyards Brewing Company, KC Mo. Please wrangle responsibly. Stockyard would be down like the West Bottoms, though. Well, I know. I was thinking that too. It could so be maybe. Like a Hispanic?
1: Is there like a, what's it called?
0: Okay, stockyardbrewing.com. I was talking about this uh, the other day about how I know nothing about beer. I mean, is Kansas City like a hotspot for breweries? Because there's a lot of them locally and some awesome ones.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Not, well, not too long ago. I'd say months ago. um, Couldn't tell you the date. Probably because my weed smoking, I have bad short term memory. <laughs> okay. But me and my wife, we had no kids, so it's like a date night. And so I set it up as we went downtown. Yeah, like to oh, what's that outdoor venue down there? Crossroads. Yes, Crossroads area. And yeah, I mean, we probably went to like seven different breweries within like four or five blocks
0: nice so that was really nice did you hit the um the place they do the whiskey or whatever it is down there in the crossroads like right across from that venue
1: probably Mm -hmm. we got a little Mm. little liquored up there
0: so you're right i was wrong stockyards brewing company casual brewery it is just across the state line it's like 16th and genesee down there by where the comets are and all of that down by High V arena of oh, the American no, Royal. Boy,
1: the comments are out in independence now.
0: <laughs> Dude, right down there, uh, you know, where Adam Sandler played pickup basketball when he was in town last summer. Really? Yeah, he went down to uh the High V arena, the American Royal. You know, I haven't been in there yet, but it's just a ton of basketball courts and Nor
1: stuff. Nor have I, um, friends of ours daughter who plays, I guess competitive volleyball or maybe just her volleyball team had practices down there. Yeah. And I was like, Oh really? And they're like, Oh, it's super cool in there. Like there's like four yeah, different heard... levels or something like yeah, d- dedicated to like different sports.
0: Well, yeah, you can go down there and play pickup games at noon during the week. And evidently Adam Sandler, when he was out playing in independence, went down to the High V arena and played some pickup games. You've seen him. On uh, like Instagram and stuff. Oh, yeah. Right.
1: He plays like everywhere he goes, he finds pickup games. How great is that? Do you think people go easy against him because, like, oh man, it's Adam Sandler? I mean, or do you think they're like,
0: oh, I got to show out? Make it rain. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, when I saw him, I mean, he was, it's not like he's NBA level, but the dude was playing. Right. You You know what I mean?
1: If I had, oh, what do you think? he's probably worth like 200 million dollars mm-hmm. i mean if i had two million dollars i'd probably play a lot of basketball well you know what i would do
0: i would hire a group of guys to play with that i was better than you right. know what i mean like i would hire the washington generals to go on tour with me constantly
1: post videos of me just dominating <laughs> right so, so my, my bad his net worth is 420 million dollars
0: hey. oh, oh. You're only off by 200. Yeah, so the Stockyards Brewing Co. And you said yours, your beer for this episode is where? Out
1: of Lone Jack, Missouri.
0: Lone Jack. So there must be a ton of breweries. And I've been getting thicker with it on our uh, Twitter. Six-pack chat's all spelled out. And following a bunch of breweries. There's a ton uh, of breweries and like brew blogs and brewery shows, uh, all over town. I'm proud of us, you know, and it reminds me because this town was not for that prohibition BS.
1: You know what I mean? Well, we were not about that life. Nor was most of the country.
0: No, but especially here. Right. It was, we were, we were brazen with it. Right. And that's one of the reasons that 18th and Vine, I think, and the jazz district and all this, and the, the music history is kind of big here, but, um, downtown. I went on that prohibition tour. I know I've told you about that. If you haven't been on that, it's amazing because you show up at union station, you pay whatever it is for the ticket, 70 bucks or whatever it is. And then they take you around on a bus to a bunch of places. And at every place you get like a drink and then you get a little tour. So, um, one of the places we, that we went was the Milwaukee deli and it's way downtown and it was the first legal beer delivery in Kansas city when prohibition was repealed and it's really? still open and do they serve massive pizzas in there. And then I think their specialty drink though is like I a think, Moscow mule.
1: I mean, I think I would use that to my advantage as like advertising, you know?
0: Yeah. The fact that I didn't know that right? I had lived here 10 years and didn't know that until I went down there was to me such a loss, but yeah, so this town, I'm telling you man, the deeper we get into this podcast, the more proud I become of Kansas City and the uh, the brewery scene here in town, you know?
1: Well, there is a whole KC uh, beer tour.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to do that, right?
1: Yeah, I'm sure we can. Eventually,
0: through. bro, eventually we're going to have an audience here, and I think that's when those opportunities start popping up. Until then, just you and I can kick back and have some drinks and right. a chat, well, you know.
1: What well, I'm maybe we contact this uh Casey Beer to like, Hey, we're the new hottest mm. podcast mm. in the States. And so happened to be in Kansas city. And it's all about beer. Let's go. And we'll say Let's Casey try. Beer tours is sponsoring this episode. Let's get it.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm with you, man. I think there's going to be, I'm very proud of this town and a lot of opportunities and, and uh, obviously the possibilities of us trying to work our way into some free beer i think is strong
1: <laughs> right
0: it's right. what it's all about um so here's the other thing i wanted to mention i'll, I'll talk about that at the end well i know um, in our
1: plan there are college uh, there's a college or colleges i know at least one in canada you can like get a degree in microbearing
0: oh nice really but, like,
1: yeah but like makes sense but partly it's like
0: a science degree like a chemical degree or something probably well, yeah, right and
1: that but they also have to take like marketing classes and mm. you know like mm-hmm. if you're gonna start a brewery what the fuck you got to do right you, you can't just hey look i got beer come well listen dude and i'll tell you this
0: so thinking about that thinking about my buddy who's a, a pro at a country club, a golf pro, you know, his degree is in like golf course management. Like why did I why did I not do something cool like that? You know what I mean? If I'm going to go and flunk out of school, I might as well try to do something cool like run a brewery or become a golf pro or something. Oh, let me do communications.
1: Especially like breweries. I want to say they didn't hit until like get big until like 10 years ago. You right. Like yeah. when they started being like, like once all like in beds are buying up everybody, people are like, Fuck yeah. that. let's do some local shit.
0: Well, yeah, I'm with you. But I mean, my point is there was a bunch of options in college that I didn't even sniff at. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, right. Like basket weaving mm-hmm. underwater.
0: Well, all that. Right. Like just something cool. I did radio. I guess maybe radio was cool when I went into it.
1: Radio mm. still is cool.
0: Barely. Dude, it's off the map for me almost. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I just don't, because I'm so into podcasts and stuff, I just.
1: I guess, like, realistically, when I do listen to radio, like, when I go to work in the morning, my actual job, um, I'll have it on, like, sports talk radio, you know? Yeah. Like, listen And that's, to
0: like right, because sports. it's local sports. Right. But everything else, like, dude, if I'm really going to listen to music, for the most part, I'm going to listen to Spotify or Apple Music. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. Where I can curate my own playlist.
1: Right. And like a lot of times, especially like I, we have Apple Music. Well, I was always like, where are you finding these bands or these artists, you know? I'm like, they make playlists for me. Yeah. and so Spotify like, is
0: real good about that. And it's
1: like, you know, New Music Monday. Like, yeah, based off what you've listened to, here's what you might like. Yeah, man. And then yeah. I find somebody, so, I click on it, and I'm like, oh, and I'll go listen to their music you know, you go down that rabbit hole. So when
0: I went to college, I was going to be like a sports announcer. Like that's why I went to school for. That's what I wanted to like, do. Play like play by play?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like and you want to like, be a new generation Denny Matthews? <laughs> bro, that shit is hard.
0: Well, You got to prepare a lot. You have to be much faster on your feet than I am. So I was like doing that for a while. And then I'm like, Yo, it's so much easier to talk for like 30 seconds and then play two songs. (laughs) Right. And trust me, bro. And the chicks dig the music side of radio so much more.
1: Well, and to be like a uh, radio baseball like presenter, you have to have like a certain type of voice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: I feel like they all sound the exact same.
0: Well, I always remember there's a sign. I wasn't a big Seinfeld guy, but there's a Seinfeld episode where what's his name? The short guy what's his name george wanted to be a broadcaster. (laughs) yeah and he wanted to be a sports broadcaster and seinfeld is like but i'm pretty sure you either have to be an athlete or a broadcaster (laughs) (laughs) to get one of those jobs and he's like you're neither well what's really
1: funny is like on those it's like an athlete like an ex-athlete and then it's like just some dork yeah who who loved it like who wanted to be that guy
0: yeah, and I really thought I did. And then I'm like, man, I don't know. Maybe it'd be cool. Maybe if um, like, MMA was around, then you
1: could have gotten to, like, yeah. you could have been Joe
0: Rogan. Dude, that's the thing, but I didn't even hardly give it a chance, and I, was, I didn't want to prepare, and you have to, I don't know, I'm Think lazy. Think about but, trying to
1: pronounce someone, like, like, especially in sports, like when you have international players, oh, I would probably just brutalize someone's name. It was
0: it, – it's – You know, but so listen to this. My first ever paying radio gig, paying, there was a girls'. I was out in Colby, Kansas. Was this like a six pack of beer pay or? (laughs) No, this was, bro, this was a legit paycheck. But now it might have been for 35, 40 bucks. I don't know. So there was a high school girls' basketball tournament in Colby. And uh, one of the schools competing was in Guyman, Oklahoma. Well, Guyman. Oklahoma, the radio station, didn't want to send somebody up to Colby, pay for them to get there. They were going to have to drive, pay for hotel and all that. So they just hired us, me and my buddy, and we were in high school or we were in college. So you just hire the kids, us, to do three games, you know, and what's that? You pay us 25 bucks a game and it costs you 150 bucks versus sending your team up there, right? Anyway, so this is our first ever you got paid. You paid like a ref. Yeah, it was amazing. So listen to this though. So our first ever actual paying gig, Gaiman, Oklahoma. The the tournament goes, and Steve, it's a nail biter. This team that we're um, calling the games for goes to the finals, goes to overtime, and wins it in overtime in the finals.
1: Now let me ask you. Let me ask you something. You come from a super small town, so like, yes, I would never even thought there'd be a basketball tournament in a small town, Kansas, with small town Oklahoma schools there. <laughs> yeah, right? like, yeah, especially radio. Like, <laughs> yeah, I did not even listen to college basketball on radio.
0: Right, well, dude. One, there was nobody. You know, there's nothing else going on back then.
1: Like right, how many fans and were even there.
0: Well, it would have been fairly big because not because they drove up from Oklahoma you're going to have your families but mm-hmm. dude you got to think western kansas these tiny towns that's what they're about Yeah. i mean especially in the early 90s dude that's all you got now, high do school play
1: like i know a bunch of small town like footballs like 7 on 7 so is this is like yeah. Three yeah, yeah.
0: well no it was 5 on 5 i mean it was normal and all that but it was a bunch of small towns and i mean Listen, well, if I, guy I guess, in Oklahoma drives whatever that is four or five hours, they had to have had a bunch of family there, right? Yeah.
1: Well, um, I guess there are some like you remember Mike Miller, played Mike with the Miller. Heat, and then played with oh his, yeah, 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 all tatted yeah. up white guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, he, you talk about coming from a small town. He came from like the smallest town in South Dakota, and the only reason I know this is because we were driving through the town. And they're famous for having like a corn palace. Yeah. Like, so we stopped and it was like this building pretty much made out of corn. And then it was like their auto, it was like their arena or something. So you go inside. But at the time, like there's a basketball court in there. But at the time, like they were having like a swapping shop going on oh, all true. over the place. Like there's a whole hallway. It was like Mike Miller Hall of Fame in this corn palace.
0: Mike Miller. Yeah. It's like, such a South Dakota name, too. Right? John Smith, Mike right. Miller. I was
1: just like, Mike Miller's from South Dakota. I'm like, you know, he's all t- like, I was thinking he'd be from the Hard Streets or somewhere.
0: So I don't know who this dude is. Evidently, hang on. He played for the
1: Pacers. No, he played for like the Heat and the Cavs. He's like, oh, LeBron's that dude. Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's a, okay. It's a Mitchell, South Dakota.
0: Yeah, I remember this dude.
1: Yeah. That's wild. We stopped, of course. I mean, it was on our way to see like.
0: No, the craziest, dude, the craziest small town basketball stuff is Iowa girls, where they used to play like half court defense, half court offense. So you only played one side of the ball, (laughs) right? So you were either defense. It was like hockey style. So, but I, if I remember right, they would play six on six, half court, and then, if you were on defense and you got the ball, you passed it across court to your offense, and then the offense would play on the other side of the court.
1: That's kind of crazy,
0: isn't it? No, I, dude, I, I I'm actually, telling you, that was going on till five years ago. I
1: actually like the idea, kind of, of a hockey style substitution for basketball.
0: Like, like you don't while the game. action is on.
1: Yeah, like, like you guys shoot a ball. Miss a layup, right, or miss the shot. Other team gets a rebound, and it's like, all right, line change, and, like, I'm going to go off. Yeah. And then some dude bounces on, like, if it's on my half of the court. Right I now. just
0: don't – look, my problem is, and I say this mostly because of pickup ball that I play, I hate cherry picking. <laughs> how do you avoid that? I hate that. That's, like, the worst.
1: I'll tell you how you avoid it. Huh? You take the guy's knee out.
0: What you do is you have somebody like me be lazy and hang back there with them.
1: Oh, see what I would do, kind of like like if I see a cherry picker, I'd kind of hang out on the side, like I'm not playing, kind of playing, like don't realize he's there. And once they mm-hmm. throw the ball, I'd foul the hell out of that guy.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not trying to do all that on a Sunday morning, but I just hate. Like, dude, that's so weak.
1: Like, isn't to part of like. Pick? especially not being a pro athlete, like going to play basketball, isn't part of it like getting a workout in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: yeah. How'd you do today, honey? It was great. I cherry-picked for 12 32.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, how'd you oh, score how was 32? Didn't play no defense.
0: <laughs> so, listen, I asked you this over text, um, I, and I want to talk about this because I'm sure you saw this story, but I want to talk about the most valuable thing you've ever found. Right, so did you see this story out of Colorado? Some old oh, timey yeah. artist right went and and hid a bronze chest filled with gold coins, jewelry, other valuable
1: items yeah so like rubies and like all sorts of gold he dust had like artifacts and like art and stuff oh. in there
0: right, so in two thousand and seventeen, he held that he hid this chest weighing twenty pounds. And then the contents, another 20,
1: 2017.
0: Yeah. I could
1: have swore before that.
0: Oh, well the, he told, he told this. Maybe um, that's when he released he, like the. Yeah. In a 24 in 2010, he published clues. And book, they were right? they, people have been, yes. In his book, he wrote a poem in his autobiography, the thrill of the chase, Right. And then in 2017, he told the New Mexican a newspaper. So he hid this in the Rocky Mountains, right, years ago. Publishes this book and a treasure's whereabouts online in a 24-line poem. And people found it.
1: People, like, there have been people that died looking for it. Is that right? Yeah. Like, if you look it up, like, the story... Cause I want to say, might be even go back further in 2017. Like, because people have been looking for it ever since that book came out. Yeah, 2010, the book came out. So, people 2010 look- is
0: when he told people about it,
1: right? So, people started looking for it then. I want to say, there have been like a few people that died looking for it, and people That's have like wild. literally given up their jobs and their like life just to go try to find this fortune.
0: That's wild, man. Right?
1: Yeah. Like, so- somebody could be like, hey, there's $150 billion hidden in the Rockies. Here's 30 lines figured out. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to keep working my fucking shitty-ass job.
0: <laughs> you know? What's the most valuable thing you've ever found? Two two things. Okay.
1: I remember, remember, like, oh, I had to be, like, sixth, seventh grade-ish, right? Walking from my buddy's house, he lived, like, 15 houses on the next block up. Right. So I'm just walking home and I see a briefcase in like the sewer drain gutter area, a briefcase, a briefcase. Okay. And so I'm like, in my mind, I'm like million dollars in that briefcase. (laughs) Didn't touch it. Cause then in my mind, I'm like, there's someone fucking watching me and they're waiting for me to take this. And they're going to fucking bust me. And you know,
0: so you just left. Just left it there. You have Boom. no idea what was in there. Nope. Just what do you think was in there?
1: Probably a bunch of documents. Chances are, right? It's just some. But how does it to this up? day I'm gonna believe it was a million dollars. Yeah. Or like yeah. a tons of blow. Yeah, right. I would have been freaking out as sixth mm-hmm. grade and just and mm-hmm. my my mom walks in. What are you doing? Pixie sticks. Why would someone leave a bunch of flour in a briefcase? I don't know, Mom. I found this white pixie disc. Yeah, you yeah. know, like the dip it thing. The pixie sticks. Fun Do they dip. Even have those dip anymore? Fun dip.
0: You want? Yeah, they have. Dude, I saw somebody two days ago in a car next to me at the oil change joint, working a fun dip package like it was their last meal. I mean, they were digging it. That, that because the fun dip is too much work. Dude, oh, right. Too much work. I just want to put the candy and the sugar in my mouth. I'm not trying to dig it out.
1: You That's know, why I just dumped it in.
0: Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Okay, so it's amazing to me. But you're in seventh grade. I don't blame you. Sixth grade, whatever. Right. I think you, I was more.
1: I think I, in my head, I probably scared myself yeah. out of it. You know. Yeah, I don't blame but, you. And it
0: probably and then, was something lame.
1: Right. Good restraint. But I did. I did once at a concert. I want to say it was Sandstone or whatever it's called now. I did find a $100 bill on the ground.
0: Mm.
1: I think it was like my junior in high school.
0: Now, that's tough because it is a big crowd and there's people around. And you're like, is somebody going to claim this?
1: Right, right. And so my train of thought was, well, if I just go spend $100 on beer for all my friends, then I can't get it back.
0: Right. And it wasn't like I... Kept it for my own, right? Right,
1: right. like, hey, did you find a hundred dollar bill? Yeah, but I bought those. Let me see at Sandstone back in 2000. It's probably like $15 per beer. Yeah, so yeah those three beers,
0: <laughs> right? I bought those three beers. I don't have it anymore. My bad.
1: I'll, I'll have the dumb and dumber you. I owe you
0: <laughs>
1: so a hundred bucks is strong though. Well, hell yeah, when you're like a 16-year-old kid with a fake ID. But
0: did you buy – you spent it all on beer immediately? Oh, hell yeah, dude. I love it. I love it. That's like –
1: I'm the type like – so I don't know if I ever told you this story. I went to Vegas for a buddy of mine's bachelor party. And he – like we all just turned 21. I don't know why he decided to get married so young, but he did. So we were not there for bachelor party. I literally went out there with like four hundred dollars. My name, like I was like, <laughs> which is nothing. Up like that's nothing no, in I, Vegas. Now I was scrounging up change, like yeah. looking for everything I could. So I'm like, huh? I got to get through like four days of four hundred bucks. And given like I knew most of our meals and some of our like kind of. But like, dude,
0: four hundred bucks now again. Right. I don't know what year this was, but four hundred bucks is thin in oh, Vegas. Be like
1: yeah, like ten years ago maybe. Yeah. So still thin. Well. Drunk Me, who got off the airplane, I was playing war with the best man, like my buddy's brother. War. War on the plane. Steel game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just drinking war, right? Yeah. Well, so happens that the first game I see when we walk into the Hard Rock was a war game. Okay. What do you think your boy did? Put a hundred of it down. Hell yeah. (laughs) Drunk Me, put a hundred on there, my 400. Boom. Right there. $500 win. Stop. Swear. And that whole weekend, I think I was up at one point about 4400 bucks. Wow. I was just like drunk the whole time, just like not caring, right? You know, which money I came back with? $399. $52. <laughs> I mean,
0: that's still a win, bro, right? Oh, hell
1: yeah. Like, just like the, the memory from that weekend. Pfft. I never want to go back to Vegas ever again,
0: dude. To go out there with four hundred and come back with anything outside of debt and an STD (laughs) is a big win. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Like, here's the thing: I'm lucky in so many ways, right? One wife, very healthy kids, healthy and loud as can be, right? I'm I'm lucky in a lot of ways, but I don't think I've ever found anything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I've ever like come up on a mil. I mean, I know I haven't come up on a million dollar treasure chest.
1: Those people on the East coast came up on a million dollars and two trash bags. See that story. Nothing. What'd they do with it? So get this. Oh, we talked
0: like this. about this on one of our four previous episodes. Yeah. Cause we were like, exactly. Nah, I'll, I'll be like, Oh, I found this $500,000.
1: Yeah. No, I only found one trash bag. <laughs> two trash man. So, yeah, here's another one I must blown away.
0: Here's what I will say though. Listen to this. So, I've been I got this new piece of audio equipment and I had to buy some adapters and blah blah blah. So, anyway, check this. So, I order this adapter, a Thunderbolt adapter um from Amazon, and this thing is $50, right? So, I order it. They sent me 10 of
1: them. They sent me $500 worth of adapters. You know what? So here's my thing. Okay. Like, If that was a say mom and pop shop like, down the street that I know the people, you Hey, take it back. And you go, Hey, hey Jerry and Jane, like yeah. you're like, you gave me too many. 100. But since it's Amazon, fuck them. Yeah. But what do I do now? Do I sell it on Amazon? No, just sell it on like Marketplace or like next door neighbor or something. Yeah, I'm with you, but
0: it's such a straight, it's such a specific adapter. Like, who needs a Thunderbolt 2 to Thunderbolt 3 adapter? You know what I'm saying? It's so rare. Not like it's a Picasso art piece, but dude, how many people need a Thunderbolt 2 to Thunderbolt 3 adapter? Well, obviously you needed it. Well, I needed millions one of them out there. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They sent me $500 worth. I could sell all of them for 150 bucks and I'm up a hundo.
1: There you go. You know what I mean? There you go. Then, then we got a hundred dollars for Bruce. I mean, I
0: just was thinking about, I don't think I've ever, I mean, I'm sure I've found a five and a 20 here and there, but
1: I did find a 20 in an ever. ATM machine once.
0: Nice. Like but that
1: thing has cameras. Are you worried? Hell no, this was like seven years ago. It was like, and it had to be, it had to be like 11 o'clock at night. The place wasn't even very full, but like came out of the bathroom. I'm like, oh, AT machine. Let's see if there's any money in there, you know? Yeah. And I put my hand like, it was one of those like bar ones. So it was like, so they does not like dispense out. So it, like pops out in like a little shelf area, you know? Yeah. So, so I reach in there it's 20 bucks. What? So I okay. use that as my tip for my waitress. I just gave her the No, toy. you
0: did not. Yeah. What a sweetheart, dude. You are an absolute sweetheart. So not listen, here's our plan. Well, no, I know. I love it. One, dude, I love it 100%. So I did tell my wife that they what can. I want for Father's Day, which, by the way, is in 13 days.
1: I couldn't even tell you the date of Father's Day.
0: Well, I Googled it or else I wouldn't, I had been able to, uh, Sunday, June 21st. I did say I want a beer making kit. So you need to remember to ask for a beer making kit because we're going to make, we're going to make a beer, we're going to make a beer. And then we're going to do an episode together on location where we drink each other's beer, which sounds gross, but it shouldn't be.
1: Drink my man juice. (laughs) So, like, they're
0: actually, I mean, they're fairly affordable. Here's $38. Oh, hell yeah. 50 bucks for this one. This one's 50 bucks, and it does.
1: The first time I ever got drunk in my life was off of a homebrew kit.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't make it myself, but it was like a dad who did it, and we just stole his beer. Uh,
0: Dude, I think we covered that on an episode. Probably, I really think we did. Or, so like, make sure you ask for that for Father's Day.
1: Here, no, this, we, should we do a episode of us actually brewing the beer? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So ask for it, right? And then we'll we'll um, we'll do an episode where we make it, and then we'll do an episode where we drink it.
1: So I googled uh, beer kits, you know. mm Hmm. And one of the first ones that pops up like the company, I used to do shipping for them. <laughs> so do you have a connect? Can you get hooked up? No, I didn't getting it stolen from me because of like corporate and stuff like that. Like, well,
0: here's what I want to know. Like with the total pole, you know? With these like here's a Mr. Beer kit.
1: Mr. Um, Beer is the first that's what that's we the one got drunk off of.
0: So here's the thing. With this Mr. Beer kit, well it's currently unavailable because everybody's making pandemic beers in their house, evidently, but 35 bucks. So, but it looks like it has everything you need. No rinse cleaner, Diablo IPA. I don't know. I think it's all right there, man.
1: I think for 40 bucks. um, Maybe we can get my brother-in-law to come help us. Because back when he was in college and stuff, before he had kids, he got married, he used to actually brew, like, beer all the time.
0: Oh, nice.
1: So well, see, he that's might a, actually know how to help us.
0: Well, that's the thing, man. I'm like, I know this is as basic as it gets. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm going to screw it up. And here's the thing. Like, best case scenario, you get a genius if I buy a $55 beer making kit off of Amazon, I can't imagine it's good beer. Even if you're really good and you really know what you're
1: doing, well, right? No, it's not that it, I, well, I think you can make a good beer. It's you just, think so? Trial and error, right? Well, you try right. not getting to the, fir- the, the first, one's first pitch home run. Like,
0: right. Okay.
1: I mean, a blind squirrel finds a nut, right?
0: Well, so this thing, this thing, it says small enough to fit in a backpack. I don't know, man, 55 bucks. Here's the Mr. Beers 44. I don't know. So make sure that's what you asked for, for Father's Day. I don't know where you guys are at with uh, gifts um, and whatnot.
1: I, I'm going to go ahead and say my f- family doesn't even know when Father's Day is. Or...
0: <laughs> well, here's a good opportunity to remind them. I'm going to let you all know.
1: No, see I'm gonna use this as the hey, it's Father's Day. Oh, oh it is. Oh, I guess I'll forget next Mother's Day.
0: <laughs> use that as your cover. Yeah, so we're right. gonna have to get one of these soon. I already laid it out there. I'm like, give me a beer making kit for Father's Day.
1: And I didn't realize like how affordable they were.
0: Yeah, neither did that's what I'm saying. But
1: I would have thought like hundreds of bucks.
0: I know. I just got to think that you get what you pay for, you know, and that it's going to go bad for me and I'm going to be lazy or I'm not going to clean the thing. Right. And we're both going to get sick when we drink. Right. I have a
1: buddy, like one of my best friends from growing up. He's a doctor now, but he still bruises own beer all the time. Yes. Who was
0: telling me? Was it you? No, somebody was saying they went to somebody's house, like a neighbor's house, and they had a whole distillery in their basement. Is that legal? No. Oh, maybe it's no. not. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that. They were like, this dude's like an engineer, and they were like, he has buttons and screens and all sorts of stuff.
1: Well, I guess like if you're not like, selling? mass producing and selling, I can't. I mean, can't be.
0: Yeah, so, well, and the other thing, I do think you're right. Uh, we need to go down to OP. Right, downtown OP, go to the brew mm-hmm. lab, check that out.
1: Maybe we go there before we start brewing to get tips.
0: Yeah, they probably have brew kits down there. What I think oh, happens man, right. is you go down there and you make it, and then you, you leave make it, it there, and then you and then they ferment it, it. Yeah, right? Right. Um, so I think we need to work on that. All right, well, I'm down to my last half brew of the sixer. Where are you at on everything happening right now? We got to I don't know why I want to talk about topical news stuff, but well, no, it's
1: it's big now,
0: it's tough to ignore because of the NFL. Yeah,
1: and I was reading an article today, I think it was from like the Atlantic or something. It was pretty much like the guy who wrote it was like, once the video came out, he started getting texts and emails from like. People like in the NFL, like executive level, like higher ups, right? And they all said once Mahomes was on that video, they knew right then there that Roger had to do something.
0: Wow!
1: Because they're like, he is 24 years old. He's a black quarterback who is the face of this NFL. Yeah. And then they they like these like four or five people text me like something we said because. Of Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Which, I mean, that's huge.
0: Yeah. Patty cakes making a difference.
1: Well, and good for the, like, I mean, those guys are like super young. So good for them, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, like the whole, like the Bulls documentary, you know? Yeah. Like in that, like Michael Jordan said, well, Republicans buy shoes too. Yeah. Because they didn't want to get into that because it comes into their money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, shit. Mahomes doesn't have a big contract yet.
0: No, no, no. And and Jordan. But he even, knows he's gonna get one. Well, and Jordan even turned it around. Like the Jumpman or whatever it is, Nike Jordan brand said they were gonna donate a hundred million over the next ten years.
1: Yeah, same here. You know? Yeah, you too. Yeah. No, um, well, by a hundred million, maybe the next ten years, maybe a thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. Uh, I watched. Selma is streaming free right now on a bunch of platforms. I watched it on iTunes specifically. And um, what a great flick. And it's just, it's um, crazy, dude. It's just I will recommend crazy.
1: listening to, there's a guy called Daryl Davis. Yeah. He's like a black musician. Okay. And I listened, I heard him on Joe Rogan. Yeah. But he himself is literally like, has something like 200 kkk members have quit because of him yeah okay but he says it's he says it's not because of him you know like it's nothing he did he just showed him that look i'm the same as you
0: yeah daryl davis
1: yeah i go listen. it's very like he literally became friends with like the grain wizards, Jeez. dragons, like the leaders of the KKK of America and got them to quit. And they all gave him like they, everybody who quits and stuff gives them like this robes and stuff, dude. And so he's actually starting a museum and it's called like KKK, like leaving KKK or something like that. Right. Nice. And so it's like pictures of him with all these people, although like, cause these people are just throw all this, throw all this away, you know? He's like, no, this is history. And this, this guy is super smart. And he's like, he's like, he even said, he's like, the KKK is American as baseball. It's like, it's just part of history.
0: Yeah. It's sad. It's like, you can't forget it. right? Yeah. He's like,
1: it's a sad part, but you can't forget it. You can't
0: pretend like it didn't happen. Well, for me, I but, get stuck in that place isn't where that crazy? I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I, I get stuck in a spot where anything I do won't be enough. You know what I mean? Like, and that's probably a bad attitude to have, but no matter what I do, won't have a ton of impact. So, right. but it's, it's so funny you say you, you don't think it'll be tough. enough,
1: whereas yeah. you have people that will say no matter what you do is enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the smallest thing. What do is you helpful. do? I mean, what's the move, man? I mean, you know Ed, what I edu- mean? Educate your children.
0: Yeah, that's that that's, is probably most the most impact I can
1: have. No, totally. As as probably a white American, the best thing we could do is educate. Like, well, my kids are like half Mexican, you know? Right. Like my son, who is gonna be a sixth grader, had to deal with racial stuff already in school. Really? Oh yeah. Stop. Like he came home crying one day, like, and like, well, you know, and it's like some of his friends, and he didn't know how to like. We're just like, look, and like we talked to their parents and stuff like that. But yeah, it's screwed That's up thing, crazy, right? really? Right. Well, it was like two of them were kind of buddies and more or less a joke, but it was one kid who started it and it was just, yeah. But it was crazy. Like you never would have thought. Yeah. I mean, my son looks exactly like me, just tanner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Just shorter. Yeah. And he is a tan. I don't.
0: Barely, bare, but I mean, dude, yeah, that's. I mean, and here's the thing: even if he looked radically different from you, it sucks that somebody that's in whatever sixth grade, right. going in is dealing with that.
1: Right, and so I mean, where does it come to? Where do they learn it?
0: I'd love to hear the conversation you told him. That's what I want to know. What do you tell him
1: when that goes down? We just—it was. I mean, it's hard because at the age. You know, when you're 9, 10, 11, you don't grasp things. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We just said, look, there are going to be people that say mean things to you. You just need to stick up for yourself. Right. And no matter what, I told them, you don't worry about a principal or a teacher getting mad or getting you in trouble. I take care of all that. It's like, you just stick up for yourself and don't let anybody put you down like that.
0: Well, one of my... Dude, one of my good friends, he said this a long time ago. He was like, I tell my kid, you deal with the kids, I'll deal with the the adults, right. right? So stick up for yourself with the kids, handle that, and when it escalates and there's adults involved, let me know. I got you.
1: Oh, totally. And like, I mean, even like, so since that point, nothing's happened, but this was like last year. And there were points last year where, like, he was getting bullied by, like, some other kids in the class. Like, a kid who thought he was, like, he's, like, the rich, hotshot kid, you know? Uh-oh. And it turned out that the reason he was, like, bullying my son was because my son was, like... And the kid was a bigger kid. But, like, my son was beating him in sports on the field, like, mm-hmm. at school on recess. hmm And so, finally, like, I told him, I'm, like, look, don't take that crap. I'm, like, if... You, you got to hit him in the face. I'm like, I don't (laughs) care. I'm like, stand up for yourself. I'm like, I will take care of the adults. But so happens that my son's best friend is like the biggest kid in the class. And so like my son's best friend's like the biggest kid in the class. So basically they all like got his back and were like, stop messing with him. I was like, see, I'm like, you have more friends than that kid. So I'm like, well, use your power, you know,
0: dude. And on some level too, it's better that you deal with people being crappy to you now. So you get some amount of use to it. Right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's cool. And it's obviously not. Right. That's a weak shot. But at some point you need to go through this because eventually if, if, if you never do, you're going to get to an office joint. You're going to get to a work spot, and somebody's going to be crappy to you, and you're not going to know how to handle it.
1: And that's what I, I tell my kids. I'm like, look, there's always going to be assholes in this world. Thanks, just the way it is. Like, yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. There's going to be assholes. And what you can do about it is just move on, just ignore them. Like that gets it even worse. Do learn how to deal with it now.
0: Whatever that is, if that's punch somebody in the mouth, or it's Quick wit or ignore him or sick your buddy on him. Figure it out now. Work that toolbox so that you're used to it next time it happens.
1: Well, originally what I told him to do was like, because it was like on the football field all the time, like they were playing like touch, you know. I'm like, look, if he gets rough, I'm like, you throw him to the ground and you stand over him, I go, and you tell him I'm gonna be here all day, every day, until you back down. <laughs> Yeah, That's what I told him. And then supposedly, his so my son's really good friend, who is like the biggest kid in the class, super athletic, like no one will mess with him, came home like one day and was like, oh, yeah, he stuck up for himself. He's like, he tried to bully him and he stuck up. He pushed him over and was like, nope, not taking it today. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, good. I'm like, and since that point, like we've had no problems. Love it. So love it. Like- and that's kind of what I teach them. Like, look, number one, stick up for yourself. Yes. Don't let anybody walk over you. You take care of a kid; I'll take care of parents. Right, and I'm not afraid to fight another dad son.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> listen, pass some tests. You know what I mean? Get tested. Mm-hmm. It's only going to make you better down the road. You're, right.
1: It's totally. only going to prepare you. And like in in life, I've gotten fights with kids growing up who became my really good friends you know yeah like maybe that's what you need is like a good argument fight and then it's like okay we actually like each other
0: 100 percent. all right did you start on number seven beer seven yeah yeah okay it's fine it's good i heard it It i loved it it was music to my ears i loved it all right this was a good one that's number five that's a good one for the books dude number five is a big plot point so we're going to keep hustling shout out to uh, Stockyards Brewing Company in Kansas City
1: and Cockadoodle Brew and Lone Jack
0: all day Lone Jack showing up with the Cockadoodle
1: Brew Uh, you would have known Lone Jack follow us Lone uh, Jack
0: City six pack chats all spelled out find us on Twitter uh, Laser Shark Studios Podcast Network for Life Uh, Steve that was another good one appreciate you Cheers, buddy.
1: Cheers.